Hello, everyone. This is Dave from Opposing the Matrix. Um, it is the uh, 20th of August, uh, 2021, and it is currently 10.36 p.m. Folks, I um, I tell you, I've had it with uh, all the lies and innuendos and all the uh, mistruths that are spoken about this stupid vaccine. It's actually the jab of death, I'm calling it now. Um <clears throat> And I just have to speak out about it. But more importantly, I have to let others that um, are more knowledgeable than I am, uh, that being scientists and doctors and some nurses and and others who have the medical expertise and even the political expertise to be able to come against these lies and these um, these rumors and these uh, these things that are coming from people that want you and I dead and want us uh, seriously maimed or injured. Uh, either way, they want the power so that they can either kill us or make us wards of the state. And believe me, if you're that maimed, you will definitely be a ward of the state, um, especially after your, God forbid, your family doesn't want to help anymore. You know, it's uh, that happens from time to time. Not all families are like that, but hey, you know. Um Anyway, so we're going to jump right into it. I'm going to read from uh, two or three articles, and then we have a <clears throat> two or three videos, um, two of them that have Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in it. And the third one, it has um, it has uh, some doctors, scientists, and everything else uh, that uh, want to talk to you about the evils and the, um, the evils of the mRNA vaccines by Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. And what they can do to you, um, seriously maiming you or or causing things in, to happen to you that uh, you never would have had if you hadn't had the shot or the, the jab of death. And uh, basically they're doing this they're in, a, in a plea. This is a consortium of doctors throughout all the world who are pleading with you to get smart and not take this thing. Okay. Um, and it's not just that they're making suppositions about what could happen to you. They're, they're people that are knowledgeable and have dealt with people, <clears throat> for the most part, that have had problems after the injection. So if you hadn't have, haven't had problems after the injection, count yourself blessed. Um, if you have, well, then you know what these doctors are talking about. Well, anyway, I'm not going to talk too much. I'm going to dive right in. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay. All right, good deal. Uh, a matter of fact, the, the one uh, video that we uh, that I'm going to share with you, I've actually I'm going to send to some relatives that I'm very um, concerned about who are actually considering getting uh, the jab of death. So um, <clears throat> anyway, without further ado, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to go to these articles and, um, and we'll go from there. One, the first one is going to be. Um, it says vaccines would have all, our, all the silent scientists warning against the uh, against the vaccine. I can't read the rest of it because it's cut off, but you'll see. Another one is about an uh, Australian politician. Boy, you think we have a bad here in the states and Australia? It's it's terrible. Uh, they're all in lockdown. They're you know they're under a mandate. The whole country is under a mandate to be um, vaccinated, and um, it, it's like what's going on in the United States in hyperdrive. And if you're living in Australia and you and you hear this, believe me, here in the States, we're praying for you. Pray for us also. 
because we seem to be heading down the same road that you guys are in, uh, are on, excuse me. And um, so we need to hold each other up in prayer uh, and in support and um, in sharing information so that maybe, just maybe, the little bit of information we get, we can share with politicians and everybody else. And if they do give a darn about their constituents, maybe they'll uh, they'll recant and change their their foolhardy um, and and uh, homicidal uh, quest to kill us with the injection. Okay. And the third one, uh, family doctor blows the whistle on extreme side effects. So that's pretty interesting too. Anyway, uh, let's go here. All right. This is from Natural News, of course. Um, I do get my, my my news from other sources, folks. It's just that Natural News, I like the way they write, and um, the articles aren't too long. And when you're doing a show like this, you do not want long articles, right? Oops, sorry. Uh, vaccines, what if all the silent scientists warned against them are right? You know, and we're going to find out tonight that they are right. <clears throat> And I think if you're listening to this radio show, that you pretty well have come to that conclusion already. That this is a this is a death jab that's meant to uh, take us out, folks. It really is. So anyway, oh, let me. Uh, I got to give you author information. Um, it was uh, published on Wednesday, August 18, 2021, by the news editors at um, Natural News. Okay. All right. It says, is there anyone on the planet who does not know that the media and big tech have sought to control the COVID narrative from the outset? Um, And this is an article by Patricia McCarthy, um, republished uh, from AmericanThinker.com. Okay. That's why the editors published it, I guess. Uh, It did have another author, and the author is Patricia McCarthy at AmericanThinker.com. Good. I wanted to make sure we have that in there because I... I want to give credit where credit's due. And uh, this is an excellent article. And uh, Patricia, uh, kudos. I hate using that word. But congratulations and thank you for a wonderful article. Okay. Probably just as there, just as there are most likely people who do not know that volumes of contrary information about COVID has been suppressed, which includes valuable information about available therapeutics such as ivermectin and hydrochloroquine. She says HCQ, that's the, the uh, abbreviation of hydrochloroquine. Dr. Fauci knew of the efficacy of these drugs years ago, but was determined to ensure that the public, public was deprived of that knowledge. Any mention of these prophylactic treatments has been quashed by the mainstream media uh, Google, Instagram, Twitter, etc. Uh, anyone <clears throat> posting information in contradiction to the Biden administration's pandemic porn has likely been banned or canceled. But while, <clears throat> but while one may have to go to search for penitent information from doctors and scientists other than Fauci, uh, there are plenty of them out there, and they have been a sounding. They've been sounding various alarms for 18 months. Man, it's been that long already. Okay. There are those that the administration has called the dirty dozen, who they say are guilty of misinformation, so must be silenced. But there are many others who have been writing, have given interviews, and have posted videos in an attempt to apprise uh, the citizenry of the facts that they've been uh, denied 
by the mainstream media. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., a longtime anti-vaxxer, um, is, is among that group, as is Joseph Mercola, who has uh, years, who has for years had a massive following. Now, I want to um, stop here real quick. Uh, one of the videos I watched, Robert F. Kennedy said he's not an anti-vaxxer. He says he's an anti-bad vaxxer. Uh, he's for good vaccines, but he's against bad vaccines. So um, I want that clarified. Okay, let's get back to your article. There are many, many others, doctors, virologists, epidemiologists, biologists, pathologists, and others um, <clears throat> who have opposed the CDC and WHO narratives from the onset. They are re- routinely banned from social media, their columns suppressed, their videos disappeared into internet neverland. Um, The entirety of the left media mocked them, excuse me, and set out to permanently discredit them, all of them. The people running this country, including social media barons like Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey and their cohorts, in the media, many of them compromised by the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, um, are deciding for themselves <clears throat> what information you and I can read. None of those self-appointed censors, excuse me, let me scroll up a little bit. Now, one of those uh, self-appointed censors is a medical professional, but all have um, if, all have the effrontery to censor actual, excuse me, medical and science professionals, experts, as, as you know them better, as they know them better. Um, there, there are arrogant censors all over the country who, in, who, if in position to minimal power over the newspapers, print or print newspapers, print or online it is, or neighborhood sites that function throughout the country, are suppressing any postings that deviate from the mandated government propaganda. For example, post a link to an interview with Dr. Robert Malone, uh, the inventor of mRNA, and you will be canceled. Dr. Malone has much to say about the long-term safety of the vaccines, especially for children and teens. His interviews are removed, and now he's getting death threats. The Atlantic, of course, has a hit piece on him right now. The writer who accuses him of spreading misinformation is not a doctor, but assumes that he knows better. One has to ask, who are these people? Along with Dr. Malone or many others from around the world, all of impeccable credentials. Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Vernon Coleman of the UK, Dr. Ryan Cole is especially good at communicating the science in lay terms, Dr. Dennis Rancourt, of Ontario, Dr. Reiner um, Fulmich, excuse me, uh, the Children's Health uh, Defense Europe, Dr. Tom Cowan, and the late uh, Dr. Excuse me, the late Carrie Mullis, the inventor of the PCR test, Dr. David Rasnick, a PhD chemist, Dr. Sukrit um, Bhakti. Dr. David Martin, uh, Gert van der Bosche, uh, DVM, or excuse me, uh, DVM, Dr. Luke uh, Montagnier, uh, Dr. Simone Gold of Frontline Doctors, Dr. Michael Yearden, formerly of Pfizer. Ooh, wow. 
Sunetra Gupta of the University of Oxford, Jay Bhattacharya of Stanford University, authors of the Great Barrington Declaration, and Dr. Martin Kulderf of Harvard. These are just a few of the doctors and scientists whose expertise has led them to entirely different conclusions regarding the treatment of COVID and the safety of the vaccines. These people can be found on the internet, in large uh, part thanks to Rumble, but are all banned from the, <clears throat> from the sites too many Americans depend on for information. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, the New York Post, the Washington Post, excuse me, New York Times, Washington Post, and MSNBC and YouTube. Uh, the fact checkers are at those sites. Again, none of them with med- are medical professionals are allowed to have uh, or have been directed to vary the, uh, the available opinions and conclusions that differ from the Biden administration, possibly potentially dangerously wrong guidance. So America has officially become the facsimile of Orwell's 1984, in which only the government sanctioned facts and ideas are allowed or tolerated. Deviations from the party line are forbidden. The unvaccinated are being threatened um, with job loss and with being banned from their college or workplace campuses. Democrats want them on a no-fly list and uh, to see them segregated from the vaccinated a la Jim Crow. Governor Gavin Newsom, thinking he is king, has just ordered all California teachers to be vaccinated. Uh, That state cannot be rid of him fast enough. And let me stop for a second. Let me add that Kate Brown is on that list. She's just uh, ordered that all teachers and healthcare workers are vaccinated. And up in Washington, my goodness, uh, Inslee, uh, dictator Inslee, um, he makes Kate Brown look like a conservative, but he is um, throwing all kinds of executive orders out there um, that, uh, just like in Oregon, the um, the teachers and the healthcare workers have to be um, vaccinated and also others, too, that work uh, for state offices or, or state-sponsored um, offices. Anyway. Let me get back to this. The mystery is so that many Americans have so mindlessly complied with all this nonsense, like masks on children or masks on anyone, for that matter. The masks do nothing but harm, but Oregon's Governor Kate Brown has just mandated them for everyone indoors and out. And I'm glad to say that we are not following that mandate, nor will we ever. Um if all those who have so willingly submitted to the uh, whims of the various tyrannous um, elites have done a bit of their own research beyond Facebook, Twitter, and CNN and MSNBC, they might have given masks and vaccines a second thought and been better off for it. If the goal of big tech was um, the thorough indoctrination of 330 million people, they have been wildly successful. A bit more than half of the population has succumbed to the hypnotic subliminal inculcation of COVID fear and the, prop- and the propaganda needed to maintain control of the masses. Okay, do all the censors who are operating as if they were trained Soviets know that they are part of uh, a massive cover-up as cal- a calculated plan to deny Americans people the free access um, to any and all information of actually available, which may be valid. 
everyone should know by now that the CDC says and does. No, okay. Sorry, get distracted there. Everyone should know now that the CDC says and does only what Biden administration and his union allies tell him to say. Not the truth. Uh, we cannot trust the word that Fauci or the CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Lewinsky, says. Not one word. The WHO is uh, under the effective control of the CCP, the Communist Chinese Party, so it is equally untrustworthy. We should all realize now, by now that Fauci, Dr. Francis Collins, and doctors who show up on CNN and the other networks uh, are our government uh, apparatchiks um, who say that they are say what they are told to say and uh, what benefits them. Not one of them can utter an anti-vax word. Fauci owns numerous uh, patents and both on both viruses and the drugs being pushed and being a patent man. Uh, yeah, patent man, didn't say patient. Um, what we see of it now is that the existing therapeutics are disparaged. After all, no one would make money if those on those two um, old off-patent drugs hydrochloroquine and ivermectin did a good show a few weeks ago about uh, those two drugs and another um, that uh, proved that this is not a virus, that it's something else in a virus. And um, you should go check it out if you get a chance. Uh, you know, I don't like to brag, but it was a pretty good show. And I read a lot better on that one than I do on this one. So some reason my eyes are playing tricks on me tonight and I have to go over sentences real quick before I read them and make sure I didn't read them already. Okay. People can meander through all the articles, essays, and videos linked above and decide for themselves who and what makes sense and wonder why these voices have all but been erased, uh, then, then hidden from the casual news viewer. Why have non-professional 20-somethings been ordered to block them from the social media sites serving as an establishment's uh, useful idiots? The most uh, serious question, though, is what if a few of them, some of them, or even all of these dissenting doctors are right about the vaccines, COVID uh, treatments, the variants, etc.? What if they are? What if the millions of Americans who have masked, rushed to the jab, had their kids vaxxed and masked, excuse me, and masked, uh, did, did so with faulty, insufficient information as to the truth of these experimental injections that they are not actually vaccines? Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, it basically is a gist of that article. There's like one more paragraph, and it's not really saying anything that the article hasn't said already. Okay. The second one, I'm not even going to read it. Um, there's a, um, <clears throat> a person named, uh, actually he's a Custer service minister. Um, trying to see where he was, where he is. Must be in Australia. It looks like New South Wales. Um, that uh, just a second or two after he got the injection, he came down with Bell's palsy. <laughs> And he's always been active, crit 
actively criticizing people who don't believe in vaccines or who try to point out that the vaccines are bad. And he still, even though he this happened right after he got the vaccine, um, he is in denial and he still says that the vaccine is good and that there's nothing wrong with it and that you should take it. Um, talk about a useful idiot. Oh, the picture of him is terrible. His left eye is closed and his, the left side of his face is drooping. Uh, Bell's palsy is treatable. It's a virus infection. It's a, a nerve virus infection of the face. And um, it is treatable. And, uh, and nowadays, uh, when you're done with the, uh, the treatment, you, it looks like you didn't even have Bell's palsy. My grandmother had it when she was younger. Um, I don't know. We're probably talking about the 30s or 40s. And uh, she always had a little bit of droop on her face, which gave her a crooked smile, which was kind of trying to nice. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> it, may, it gave her character. It made her unique. So um, I'm going to, you know, for the sake of time and for the seeming that fact that I can't. Well, this is a short article. I'll go for it. Um, family doctor blows the whistle on extreme side effects of Moderna vaccine, explains how the vaccine is quite clearly more dangerous than COVID-19. Okay, the whole premise of getting a vaccine is based on the supposed science that proves that there is more of a threat from the disease than from the vaccine itself. Yet three months after getting, the va- getting vaccinated with the Moderna COVID-19 jab, six of these, this doctor's patents are still experienced, patients, excuse me, are still experiencing severe neurologic side effects and that they only got, that they got after the first shot. Was it worth it? The Chinese flu is only killing people who are already suffering from cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and autoimmune problems. So now why is everybody else told to get jabbed when the risk of, Vaccine injury far outweighs the risks of dying from COVID-19 or Delta variant or beta or gamma or whatever else Fauci and Gates want to release. Next. Okay, another subtitle. Family doctor in British Columbia can't stay silent about the dangers of these COVID-19 vaccines anymore. He's had enough. His patients that he's had enough. His patients that he's seen for 10 20, 25 years are suddenly suffering severe neurological damage and allergic reactions like he's never seen before. And right after they got their China flu jabs, but made by Moderna, Dr. Charles Hoff uh, is on record now describing his first nation, first nations patients, life-threatening side effects as he shares this whistleblowing information with other medical professionals and journalists alike so that the world, so that the word can get out. The vaccine is more dangerous than COVID-19 period. In his open letter to uh, British Columbia provincial health officer, Dr. Hoff describes the mild effects coronavirus had in his community and how they haven't had to give medical care to people who catch it basically because they just have mild symptoms and they go away. Now the vaccine is quite clearly more dangerous than COVID as people are suffering from severe nervous system disorders that months later are showing up, are showing signs of being permanent while previously perfectly healthy patients around the world are suffering blood clots in rare places like lungs, the brain just three or four days after the vaccination. 
Why should any young person or healthy adult risk life-threatening blood clots to get inoculated, protected, supposedly, when they are not even at risk for natural infection? German scientists have discovered that COVID-19 vaccines cause blood clots and so have thousands of patients who, whose cell now produce unlimited sticky protein prions that travel throughout the blood vessels, causing roadblocks. And this is why we're seeing huge uptick, pardon the pun, of heart inflammation causes right after vaccination. These, these injected patients now have cells that have instructions to clog the blood instead of, uh, excuse me, clog the blood using a genetically modified adenovirus taken from monkeys. Um, oh, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, uh, use this kind of adenovirus uh, vector jab. There you, um, there you go, all you vaccinated folks. You got monkey blood clot disease now, and your cells have a new code for it that can't be undone. Enjoy, right after being injected with monkey blood clot disease. Now, new genetically coded at SARS COVID 2 virus <clears throat> information sneaks into your cells like a bioweapon terrorist, forcing your cells to produce clones of inf- inflama- inflammation causing spike proteins. Your entire body behaves like it's under attack because it is. And now that attack is relentless. Just wait until the next shot for Delta or as the booster that that instructs your cells to produce billions more of these protein prions. Um, See, that's when all all the vaccinated lose their minds, not just the central nervous system and and swollen, uh, overworked, overworked hearts. Okay, I'm sorry, folks. I'm reading really funky tonight, but we're almost done with this article, and then we start with the videos. Um, once you're injected with foreign particles, they come into contact with platelets from your blood, and that's when the real problems begin. The body tries to stop the bleeding, but it's fooled by clones. The platelets surround the adenovirus shells um, and the foreign proteins and all of a sudden, the human body has an abnormal number of platelets. The medical doctors in America are completely and utterly puzzled and baffled by this. So much for the, those 18 years of medical school. What a waste. Next comes the blood clotting on top of the blood clots. Yes, that happens. Your blood flowing over and around these clots starts clotting more, adding to the chaos. For some, death, for some, death follows like those four airline pilots that just died just days after vaccination. Finally, the antibodies attack your own platelets, um, recruiting white blood cells. And the whole inflammatory response is so overblown, it causes the blood clots to form. Uh, Now the vaccine manufacturers are being required one by one to label the COVID toxic jabs with blood clot warning. It's a little rare and just wait until the real carnage comes. All vaccines, injuries, and deaths will now be labeled as caused by the Delta variant. Get ready for the big lie. Visit coronavirusreactions.com if you already got a toxic COVID jab or two and you're experiencing side effects, blood clots, or other adverse effects, or excuse me, events, then tune your internet frequency to pandemic.news 
for updates on these uh, crimes against humanity being delivered under the guise of inoculation. And that's the end of that article. Okay. So now what I'm going to do is come up here and I'm going to open this up. All right, there we go. And go here. And uh, this first video we're going to watch is basically a panel video. Uh, powerful Robert F. Kennedy Jr. speech on the scourge of Big Pharma. <laughs> you know, I really like this Robert Kennedy Jr. Um, so much so that if he ran for president, I'd probably vote for him. And he's a Democrat, okay? But he's the only one that seems to have any sense about him these days. Um, you know, even Trump is, is touting this vaccine as his vaccine, and which is really stupid because it's killing so many people. And finally, when people start to realize it's killing people, they're going to associate it with him. And he's going to stand a, sh a snowball's chance in hell of getting reelected in, um, uh, was it, 2024. Okay, so I'm going to turn this on, and I'm going to enlarge it. Okay, so bear with me as I as I go through this adventure. Okay, of course, we've got a little bit of an ad. Two, one, zero. Close that. I am Robert F. Kennedy, Jr. Excuse my voice, <clears throat> which should get better as I talk. And let me explain to you a little bit about the journey that brought me here. I run the biggest water protection group in the world. It's called Waterkeeper Alliance. And back in the early 2000s, I was suing big coal-burning power plants in the United States for discharging mercury. At that time, and my only concern was the impact of the mercury on fish and on human health of the human beings who ate the fish. Around that time, it came to my attention that there was also large amounts of mercury in vaccines, much larger exposures to children than any child would ever get from eating fish. And so we began to, I began to address that and we started an organization that was trying to have a very limited scope, which was trying to remove the mercury from vaccines. Little by little, I came to understand that there were larger problems with vaccines. And the central problem and the one we were most deeply concerned with was that vaccines in the United States were not safety tested. They have an exemption that is not available to any other medical product. And that exemption, which most people cannot even believe, is an artifact of CDC's legacy as the public health service, which was a quasi-military agency. And in the, at the time that the vaccine system, the vaccine program was launched, the purpose was a national defense purpose. And they wanted to make sure that vaccines could be quickly formulated and deployed in order to derail attacks by foreign countries with biological substances. So they removed the regulatory impediments, including the necessity to test vaccines, to safety test vaccines against placebos. And so my very narrow purpose in starting the children's health defense was to address this problem and get vaccines properly safety tested. Because if they're not safety tested, nobody can tell you with any medical authority whether that vaccine is injuring more people than it is saving. 
And yet, as we continued on with this advocacy, it became very clear that there were other problems as well. Uh, there was problems with the corruption in our political system. The pharmaceutical companies had not only corrupted our politicians with huge amounts of lobbying money, they had captured the agencies that are supposed to protect Americans from public health threats, the CDC, the FDA, the HHS. They had captured the press in our country. By huge influxes of advertising dollars, which had neutralized the press, and they had effectively subverted American democracy by neutralizing all of those institutions that the founding fathers of our nation had created to stand between a greedy corporation and a vulnerable child. The Congress had been corrupted. The regulatory agencies were captured. They had become sock puppets for the industry they're supposed to regulate. The press had been sidelined. And worst of all, they had passed a law in our country in 1986 that gave pharmaceutical companies complete immunity from liability. So there was no incentive for any of those companies to make vaccines safe. And little by little, we recognized that this was not just an American issue. This was a global issue. I came two years ago when I was arguing the Monsanto case, and I met my partner here, Santa Dupuy. And Santa already understood the connection that had taken me so long to formulate between toxics in our environment, and the capture of our agencies, and our political structures by those powerful companies. But she also recognized that pharmaceutical companies were the most powerful, more powerful than oil, more powerful than the chemical industry, and a greater threat not only to our children's health, uh, to all the institutions of democracy, not in the United States, but all around the globe. And I'm very glad that Tina Choi helped Santa to organize Children's Health Defense Europe. We are here today to announce, to launch the beginning of this organization. Uh, we've been very, very successful in the United States. Uh, we recognize that the pharmaceutical industry is, uh, is operating and capturing politicians and running governments in every nation on the globe. And if we win this battle just in one nation, the United States, we're still going to lose it globally. So we need people of goodwill, people who have courage, people who have a, a, a nonconformist way of thinking who understand that we are being lied to, that the entire political structure today is, uh, is saturated in pharmaceutical propaganda. And we have watched over the past few years something that is extraordinary. We are at an inflection point, I believe, in human history. The largest and most critical inflection point that human, humanity has ever encountered. For many years, totalitarian and authoritarian states have used the power of fear to engineer compliance in populations. 
I grew up understanding what happened in World War II in our country, and during the Nuremberg trials, Hermann Goering was asked by the prosecutor, how did you make the German people comply? And Goering said, it's not just Germany. This works in any country, whether it's a fascist country, or a communist country, or a monarchy, or a democracy. All the rulers need to do is to tell people that there's something they need to be fear fearful of, to point a finger at that source of their fear, and you can make human beings do anything you want. You can make them go to slaughter like sheep. You can make them obey. During the same Great Depression that spawned Adolf Hitler, we were very lucky in our country that we had a leader, Franklin Roosevelt, and he said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. He understood that fear would drive us into totalitarianism. Well, the biosecurity agenda that people like Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci and Davos and all of these people who are running now the global economy, they have understood for years that they have a power that no totalitarian government has ever had available to it, which is the biosecurity, you know, in, in Hitler could point at the Jews and say, those are the big threat. We need to be frightened of them. And you guys, everybody else needs to obey so that we can fight them off. Other countries were scared of the Bolsheviks. In the United States, you know, our demagogues point to the Mexicans or dark-skinned people and say, we need to be scared of them, or terrorists. And, you know, all of those things get us to voluntarily give us, give up, relinquish our human rights, our civil rights, and walk like sheep into the abattoir. But now they have a source of fear that is the most pervasive and all-encompassing power that they've ever had, which is the fear of pandemics. Governments love pandemics the same way that they love wars, because it gives them power, it gives them, the, it gives them control, and it gives them the capacity to, to impose obedience on human beings. And today we have an inflection of new technologies that give governments the capacity to impose controls on populations that have never been imagined before in human history by any tyrant in history. We have 5G, which has created a surveillance state. 5G is not here for your benefit. It's not here so that you can, it's gonna make your life better because you can download your video game in six seconds rather than 29. The only reason for 5G is because it allows these big data companies run by Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg and Jeffrey Bezos to harvest our data, to listen to your conversations on your cell phone. They've always been able to do that, but there was no way for them to transport that data, to subject it to analytics, and then to monetize it and to, and to sell it. Bill Gates today is building a city in Arizona, 80,000 people, 
with a data center that will be able to take all of this new data, the data on your Alexis in your home. You think that Alexis is working for you? Alexis isn't working for you. She is spying on you. Your cell phone is spying on you. They have biometric facial recognition systems, your GPS. All the satellites that Bill Gates brags that his satellites will be able to monitor every square inch of the planet 24 hours a day. They're going to know, and then they have another innovation, which is digital currency. And once they have digitalized our currency and gotten rid of the cash economy, they have absolute control over us because they'll be able to tax every transaction. The banks will be able to, uh, to cash in on every transfer of wealth, every transaction, no matter how minuscule, no matter how small. But also, they'll be able to enforce obedience. Because if you're disobedient, they'll be able to shut down your bank account and starve you. And you'll have no access to cash. And many people argue that this pandemic was a pandemic, that it was planned from the outset, that it's part of a sinister scheme. I can't tell you the answer to that. I don't have enough evidence. A lot of it feels very planned to me. But I don't know. But I will tell you this. If you create these mechanisms for control, they become weapons of obedience for authoritarian regimes, no matter how beneficial or innocent the people who created them. Once you create them, they will be abused. 100% guarantee that they will be abused. And all of the people who are out on the street now who are arguing with these, with this new imposition that we're seeing all around us of authoritarian control, of people being told, wear your mask. And you know, I think everybody in Europe, everybody in Germany, everybody in the United States, if they were told, here's why you should wear a mask, here's the science that says it, it will help, here is the science that says it works, that you will stop transmission to other people. Everybody would wear it with no problem. What we know is that we're not being dealt with honestly. We're being told this is the science. But it's not. It's, people, it's, the, it's an appeal to authority. It's science because Tony Fauci and Bill Gates tell us it's science. We want to see the studies. We want to see the studies on hydroxychloroquine. We want to see the studies on whether the lockdown is killing more people than the coronavirus. We want to see real science and real risk assessments. And we are not going to take the word. My father told me when I was a child, people in authority lie. And we all, if we are going to continue, to live in a democracy, we need to understand that people in authority lie. People in authority will abuse every power that we relinquish to them. And right now, we are giving them the power to micromanage every bit of our lives 24 hours a day. They're going to know where we are. They're going to know the money that we spend. They're going to have access to our children. They're going to have the right to compel unwanted medical interventions on us. We, you know, the Nazis did that in the camps. 
in World War II. They tested vaccines on gypsies and Jews. And the world was so horrified after the war, uh, we signed the Nuremberg Charter. And we all pledged when we do that, we would never again impose unwanted medical interventions on human beings without informed consent. And yet in two years, all of that conviction has suddenly disappeared. And people are walking around in mass where the science has not been explained to them. They are, they are doing what they're told. They are these, these government agencies are orchestrating obedience. It is not democratic. It's not the product of democracy. It's the product of a pharmaceutical-driven biosecurity agenda that will enslave the entire human race and plunge us into a dystopian nightmare where the apocalyptical forces of ignorance and greed will be running our lives and ruining our children and destroying all the dreams and dignity that we hope to give to our children. And the launch of this organization, Children's Health Defense in Europe, is a beachhead. It's an announcement to the world that we are not going to take it. We are building institutions to fight your institutions. And you have global institutions, and we now have a global institution. And we are going to be out tomorrow with the biggest crowd in German history, and they're all going to be saying peacefully the same thing. We are not going to let you take our democracy away. We are not going to let you take our health away. We are not going to let you take our freedoms away. We are not going to let you take our children away. And I'm very proud of the people that I'm sitting at this table with, who are people who have the courage to challenge to speak truth to power and to think independently and to break away from the orthodoxies that are enslaving so much of the human race. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> that guy is a great speaker, I'm telling you. And I agree with everything that he said, too. <clears throat> Okay, so let's go on to the next one. And this again is Robert, and he's going to explain to us how big tech and Oakley Arcs are using the pandemic. Kind of did that in the last video, but I think he's going to go into more depth in this one. I love his library. If that's a real library, I love it. <laughs> um, I've always dreamed to have a library like that, maybe someday. Okay. Now, it looks, I don't know. I watched this earlier, and I don't know why there's subtitles. But anyway, let's let's go ahead and see what's going on with this, okay? Again, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. explains how big tech and ugly arcs are using the pandemic. Here we go. Hold on. Oh, boy. All right, let's try this again. Okay, 
Let's see. Ads up there. I can't get rid of the ad. And now when I click on the ad, it's taking me to something else. Oh, it's a fine state of affairs. Okay. Well, maybe I can do this. Let's see. Yep, I can. Okay, we're going to have to put up with a Japanese ad, okay, folks, for, for about a minute or so. And um, I apologize for that. There's no way to get around it. So here we go. Skip ad. All right. Hey, that worked out for our benefit here. Hey everybody, it's Robert F. Kennedy Jr. here, and I cannot tell you how happy I am to be able to have this opportunity to talk to thousands of citizens in 15 countries on all the continents in the world who have come together today to protest this coup d'etat by big data, by big telecom, by big tech, by the big oil and chemical companies, and by the, this global public health cartel led by Bill Gates and the WHO that now amounts to two trillion dollars and wants to magnify and amplify its wealth and its power over our lives, over our liberties, that wants to subvert our democracies, that want to destroy our sovereignty and our control over our lives and our children's health. And I want to remind you, those of you who are not Americans, of something that every American child learns when we're growing up in this country about our history. And during the Great Depression, Franklin Roosevelt, who was one of the greatest presidents in American history, That's debatable. said to the American people, the only thing that we have to fear is fear itself. And we grow up hearing that, but people don't really understand what it means. But it was a very, very profound warning by Roosevelt, because he saw what the Great Depression was doing in Eastern Europe, in Italy, in Germany, in Spain, where that crisis was turning people towards fascism. In the Eastern countries, where the same crisis was turning citizens and governments towards communism and also causing the collapse of governments all over the world. And in our country, in the United States, it's hard for people to remember today that, that almost a third of the people in our country were completely disillusioned with capitalism and wanted to turn to communism, and another third wanted to turn to fascism. And Franklin Roosevelt wanted to preserve our country for democracy, for free market capitalism, for civil rights, and to preserve our Constitution. And he recognized that the weapon of authoritarian control was going to be fear. And when I spoke a few weeks ago in Berlin, I reminded the people of Germany of a very famous story that happened during the Nuremberg trials after World War II, when Hitler's closest lieutenant, the head of the Luftwaffe, Hermann Goering, was asked by one of the prosecutors, how did you get the German people, the German people were the most educated people in the world, they were some of the most tolerant people in the world. The Weimar Republic was one of the strongest democracies in the world. 
how did you take these people who were so well educated and so awakened and so tolerant and turn them into obedient slaves who did committed some of the worst atrocities in human history and Goering said oh that's a simple thing and any of you can look up his quote and I urge you to do so and he said and it works not just in a fascist government but it works in a democracy in a monarchy in a communist government in any government that you want the job of the government is to put the people in fear and, they, and if you can keep them in fear you can get them to do anything that you want them to do that they will turn into sheep and there's a famous book by Naomi Klein that all of us should read called Disaster Capitalism and that book shows it's a historical chronology of all of the times during American history and the history of the world and during the Great Depression and during the financial collapse in 2008 during the financial collapse in Chile for example in 1973 during the time of the World Trade Center bombing that authoritarian elements in a society and large corporations and wealthy plutocrats and oligarchs, wealthy families and individuals use crises to shift wealth upward, to obliterate the middle classes of those countries and to clamp down totalitarian controls. And of course, it's an obvious thing that people who are used to voting for their governments are not going to vote for policies that make the rich people richer, that give corporations even more power over their lives, that reduce democracy and reduce civil rights. These are not good vessels for populism in order to transform the government so that it will reward the rich with even more wealth. The people who want to do that, the large corporations who want to orchestrate that kind of change, have to get rid of the civil rights. And the first civil right that they begin with is freedom of speech. They need to clamp down censorship because censorship is the most important right. In our country, we put it number one, the First Amendment of the Constitution, because all the other rights depend on it. If a government can hide what it's doing, it can get away with anything it wants. If a corporation can lie to you and conceal information, if there's no transparency in a democracy, you do not have a democracy. Oh, if you want to get rid of all the other rights, like freedom of assembly, which you are exercising today, some of you are exercising at great threats. Some of you will suffer. Some of you will be jailed. Some of you will suffer injuries, but that is a basic right, the right to freedom of expression, the right to, to jury trial, the right to freedom of religion, the right to privacy, the right to have governments that don't spy on you and keep your information. All of those other rights can only be subverted if they begin by imposing censorship by being able to silence people who want to speak. So the coup d'etat that we are all fighting today is a coup d'etat that starts 
with a conspiracy between the government agencies and the big technology companies, the Silicon Valley billionaires, people like Zuckerberg and Bill Gates and the people who run Google and Facebook and Pinterest and all of these other Silicon Valley corporations who are now in this conspiracy and make sure that we cannot talk about our grievances. We cannot say bad things about pharmaceutical products. We cannot question government policies that make no sense to us. And I'm going to say a few things about some of those government policies. Number one, I am not a conspiracy theorist. I follow the facts. I don't know that the COVID illness was laboratory generated in Wuhan. There is plenty of evidence that it was, but not enough evidence for me to say that it's a fact. But my question is, why don't we know the answer to that? Why is Tony Fauci not being asked that question? Why is President Trump not launching an investigation? Or President Xi or the presidents of any of these countries saying, where did this come from? Because we need to know that. The global citizens, this is the worst calamity in history. And, and nobody seems curious about where this actually comes from. We know it didn't come from a bat in the wet market in Wuhan. And that story was a fable that it now has no basis, in fact. And we have Nobel laureates, and we have large institutions, and investigative agencies and prosecutorial agencies are saying, we think it came from Wuhan lab, and we think that it may have come from studies that were funded by Bill Gates and Tony Fauci. Yeah. I don't know if this is true. But why are our government officials not asking that as the number one question? Why, instead of sending their police to suppress dissent, are they not sending the police to question people who may know the answer to that question? There are many other questions that I'd like to know the answer. Questions about masks. I'm very willing to accept if the masks work, and I want to wear them. If they're going to protect other people from transmissibility, then I want to wear them. But the studies I've seen indicate that they do not work against viral transmission for the most part. There are some that say they may work under limited circumstances. What I don't want to be told is they work and you're going to wear them and you better not ask questions about it. Most Americans and most of the people on this planet we want leadership, but we don't want bullying. And we know the difference between bullying and leadership. We want to know the truth about hydroxychloroquine. We want to know why are we spending $18 billion on vaccines and only $1.4 on therapeutic drugs. What is the sense of that? There are many, many other questions that we in a democracy have a right to have answered without being called conspiracy theorists, without being vilified as being inconsiderate or being bad citizens.
Everybody who's part of these demonstrations are people who are striving with their lives to become good citizens. Now, let me tell you what we need to do to win this battle. The only way we can win it is with democracy. We need to fight to get our democracy back, to reclaim our democracy from these villains who are stealing it from us. And you notice the people who are getting richest from this quarantine are the same people who are censoring criticism of the quarantine. Who is becoming the richest? Jeffrey Bezos. $83 billion he's made. And he owns Amazon and he is censoring books that criticize the quarantine. Zuckerberg, who owns Facebook, who's made tens of billions of dollars by this quarantine. And he is censoring information that is critical of the quarantine. He censors my Instagram. He censors my Facebook. My Twitter page is also censored. And all of these people are the people who are making billions of dollars on the quarantine. And what I want to know is a simple question. Is the quarantine actually effective? You know, we've had plenty of pandemics in the past. In 1969, we had a Hong Kong flu pandemic that killed 100,000 people in the United States. It's the equivalent of 200,000 people today. That's the same number of people who are being killed by coronavirus. Did we go into lockdown? No. Did we wear masks? No. We went to Woodstock. We went to the Democratic Convention in Chicago and had huge crowds of people. Nobody was told to lock down and don't see your girlfriend and wear a mask and don't go out of your house and shut down your business and bankrupt every business in the country. Last year, there were 1.6 million people in the world who died from tuberculosis. We have 1.6 million people die every year from tuberculosis. We're not wearing masks. We're not on lockdown. What's the difference between tuberculosis and coronavirus? Tuberculosis has a vaccine. And the vaccine cost about $3. And that's why we're not on lockdown. Because nobody is making $39 a vaccine or $300 a vaccine the way that Moderna and AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson are making from this catastrophe. And that is the only reason that I can think of. And I'm happy if somebody tells me there's another reason. But let's hear it. Don't just shut me up. Don't just tell me that I can't debate. Here's what we need to do. We need to do exactly what you're doing today. We need to come out on the street and we need to stick together. What the big tech villains and scoundrels and Mark Zuckerberg and Jeffrey Bezos and Bill Gates and Tony Fauci want you to do is they want us fighting with each other. They want blacks fighting against whites. They want Republicans fighting against Democrats. They want everybody polarized. They want everybody fragmented. Because they know that if we all get together, we're going to start asking questions. And those are questions that they can't answer. Why are you getting rich and why are we all getting poor?
and what's the difference between tuberculosis and coronavirus? And why are we not wearing masks for the tuberculosis, but we are for the coronavirus? And where did it all come from? And all of those questions that we deserve an answer to, and we're not getting answered, we need to stick together. If you're a Republican or Democrat, stop talking about that. Stop identifying yourself. The enemy is big tech, big data, big oil, big pharma, the medical cartel, the government totalitarian elements that are trying to oppress us, that are trying to rob us of our liberties, of our democracy, of our freedom of thought, of our freedom of expression, of our freedom of assembly, and all of the freedoms that give dignity to humanity. And the last thing that all of us need to do is we need to stay educated and informed. One of the things that I want to announce to you today is that Children's Health Defense, my organization, with the help of many of you who are on these crowds, is launching a journal, a daily journal, and we are going to weaponize information for you. We're going to tell you what the newest science is. We're going to take all the information that is censored everywhere else, and we're going to reprint it in our publication. And you can get that every day. So if you see something that is censored, we want to hear about it because we want to put it up. We are going to be the enemies of censorship. We are going to be the refuge. And we're going to allow debate. We're going to make sure it's civil debate. We're going to encourage people to be nonpartisan. We're going to allow people to come and have different opinions than us. We are not scared of debate the way pharmaceutical company and Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg and, and Jeffrey Bezos and Tony Fauci are terrified of debate. We welcome debate. We want to hear, if you've got a different opinion than me, I want to hear about it and I want to see your science. And I want the public to hear us talking about it and debating about it because the free flow of information, the cauldron of debate is the only thing that allows governments to develop rational policies in which self-governance will actually work and triumph. You are on the front lines of the most important battle in history, and it is the battle to save democracy and freedom and human liberty and human dignity from this totalitarian cartel that is trying to rob us simultaneously in every nation in the world of the rights that every human being is born with. So thank you for your courage, thank you for your commitment, and thank you for your brotherhood. And I can pledge to you that I will go down dying with my boots on, fighting side by side with all of you to make sure that we return these rights and preserve them for our children. And I will see all of you on the barricades. Thank you. Wow. 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 <clears throat> what a great speaker this man is. And everything he said was absolutely right. But he went on to explain how all these organizations are taking over and and getting richer. And you and I are getting poorer because they're getting richer. And it's something that's got to stop. And hopefully we can affect a change. Um, 
resist, folks, resist. Um, like the guy said last night, or Brian said last night, don't wear your mask. That's a good form of resistance. Sends a message. Um, don't get inoculated. Don't get the vaccine. That sends a message, too. Might make your life a little hard, but hey, all good causes have, have come because people have had hard lives. Uh, the, the people that brought about this country, the United States, if, oh, yeah, well, after the revolution, they all sat back, fat and sassy. No, they all sat back rebuilding their houses because their houses were burned down by the British for the most part. Um, they all started to have families again because the British would come in and, and kill children, men, women, and children. Um, read about the Boston uh, Massacre. Um, it's amazing um, what our history has that people don't realize, but uh, we're going to have other massacres if we don't stop this garbage right now. Okay. Uh, let's see. I think there may be one more video. I can figure out how to get to it. Here we go. Okay, and this, this is a short one. This is, again, Robert Kennedy. You're going to hear the same things over again, but you're going to hear a charged crowd in Berlin that's actually excited. And I want us to watch this because I want us to realize that it's not just here in the United States where we're, we're, we're resisting and we're, we're, um, we're fed up with what's going on. It's happening all over the world. It's happening in, in Germany, in Berlin. It's happening in, um, in France. It's happening in England. People are rising up and saying, no more. We're not going to take this garbage anymore. And we want life back the way it was before. So anyway, let's listen to this. And, um, Oh, goodness, it almost looks like there's one after this, but let, we'll see if we, oh, yeah. You know what? Let's skip this one, and let's go to the next one, because it's a bunch of doctors that are talking about their um, how they, they don't believe that this is a real pandemic and uh, that COVID is not a virus and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, let's do this one by, by far. This is the most important, okay? Uh, you're going to hear just the same thing, but in front of a charged crowd. So here we go. I love their ads. Okay, here we go. This is awesome. My name is Andrew Kaufman. I'm a medical doctor and board certified forensic psychiatrist. This pandemic is not a real medical pandemic. The COVID-19 vaccine is not proven safe or effective because there has not been enough time. In addition, there is not a clear definition of any new disease for which it can be tested against. There has not been a virus that has been purified or shown to be the cause of an illness. Thus, there is no target for a vaccine. However, the bottom line is that since no additional deaths have occurred in relation to a new disease, there is simply no need for a new vaccine. Hi, my name is Hilda Smets. I'm a Belgian medical doctor. And I'd like to say that a new COVID-19 vaccine is not safe and that there is no global medical pandemic. For almost 20 years, the pharmaceutical industry has been trying to develop corona vaccines, but never managed because they saw in the animal trials Sorry. that there were serious side effects, autoimmune disorders, when the animal was exposed to a new wild-type virus. These autoimmune disorders are comparable with the complications we have seen in some COVID-19 patients. 
Now, due to the excuse of a global pandemic, the pharma industry has the permission to skip the animal trials. This means that we humans will be the guinea pigs and we might get severe side effects when we are exposed to new viruses. My name is Nils Fosse. I'm a medical doctor in Bergen, Norway. The COVID-19 vaccine has not been proven safe and effective. It's a new technology and it's been tested on a few thousands of people in a few months. Please do your own research. This is not a real medical pandemic. The death rates in Norway are not higher than on average year. Dr. Elizabeth Evans, retired doctor and co-founder of the UK Medical Freedom Alliance. The COVID-19 vaccines are not proven to be safe or effective. We believe that it is reckless and unnecessary to roll out these essentially experimental vaccines that are using a completely new mRNA technology to millions of people when there is only limited short-term safety data, no evidence that they will prevent transmission of the virus and no long-term safety data to rule out late-onset negative effects like autoimmune diseases, infertility and cancers. This is Dr. Mohammed Adel from United Kingdom. I am fellow of the Royal College of Surgeons of UK and consultant surgeon. I have been working for the National Health Services for the last 30 years with unblemished record. I am chairman of the Global Nigerian Organization, All Pakistan Medical Association UK, and recently we have developed World Doctors Alliance in collaboration with thousands of health professionals across the world. Recently, we had a very successful webinar, which has been viewed by millions of people across the world. I am standing for the cause of the humanity, especially in the current situation of the devastating effect due to coronavirus and its restriction imposed on the public. Many thanks. Doctors aren't allowed to question COVID-19 in public. Material containing the truth about the alleged disease and the vaccine is banned. In the last year, I've been demonized and lied about and a 50-year career and reputation trashed by those promoting a pandemic that never was and a vaccine that was never needed. The whole COVID-19 scam is, as I said in March 2020, the greatest hoax in history. The principle of informed consent is essential in medicine, but patients now having vaccines can't give informed consent because they aren't being informed. Thank heavens for sites such as Brand YouTube, which carry uncensored videos by doctors who've been censored or banned elsewhere. My name is Professor Dolores Cahill. I'm a molecular biologist and an immunologist. And we have good news. The coronavirus and the lockdown was not as severe as was thought. We know that we can treat uh, the symptoms of COVID-19 very successfully with vitamins D, C and zinc and with very safe medicines. And um, so therefore the lockdown and the measures like quarantining, social distancing and masks were not necessary. And also a vaccine is then also not necessary. There has never been a licensed RNA vaccine. And this is not because there have been many clinical trials, but that in the safety studies, there was significant adverse events and death in the animals that were used in these studies over the past 20 years.
My name is Zach Cox. I'm a holistic dentist and a homeopath. I'm a founder member of the World Doctors Alliance. I believe that the pandemic is fundamentally over and was so in the summer. I also firmly believe that there is no long-term safety data on any of the COVID vaccines. This means that they are essentially experimenting on us, which is against the Nuremberg Code. I will not be taking the vaccine. Hello, I'm Dr. Anna Forbes. I'm a UK medical doctor here representing the UK Medical Freedom Alliance. This is a growing body of doctors, scientists, academics and lawyers. We believe that there has been an overestimation of the public health risk from SARS-CoV-2 due to misrepresentation of data and inappropriate use of the PCR test. We call for the preservation of informed consent, medical choice and bodily autonomy. As doctors, we believe this is absolutely crucial to maintain. Thank you. I am uh, Ralph uh, Sandberg, uh, MD, PhD, uh, former associate uh, professor uh, in transplant surgery at Karolinska Institute. Uh, my opinion of uh, uh, this coronavirus crisis is that uh, the PCR test uh, is inaccurate. Uh, it actually uh, um, causes uh, so many false positives. So we are scared uh, to vaccination and I don't trust this vaccine. My name is Dr. Johan Dennis from Belgium. The Corona vaccine is not proven safe or effective. There is no medical emergency. It is a fake pandemic. The coronavirus is in terms of harmfulness, mortality and transmissibility comparable to a seasonal flu. And I can only reject the extreme disproportionate measures that are taken by our governments. There is no emergency situation. It was all orchestrated to make you fearful enough to take the vaccine. This vaccine is just not proven safe. It has been developed too quickly. We have no idea what the long-term effects will be. It needs much more investigation. There is no hurry or emergency. It might possibly change your DNA. This is irreversible and irreparable for all future generations. An experiment on humanity. I would never give it to myself, my patients or my loved ones. We are no guinea pigs. There is nanotechnology present in this vaccine. Nanobots in hydrogels have been developed for military purposes. There are strong indications it could make you a controllable puppet by means of your own smartphone connected with a 5G network and artificial intelligence. In this way, you could lose everything that makes you human. So please inform yourself well before you decide. Very useful information can be found on the website of Robert Kennedy. 
childrenshealthdefense.org. I bless you all. Hi, I'm Dr. Daniel Cullum, chiropractic physician from Turpin, Oklahoma, USA. This is not a real medical pandemic the world is enduring at this time. The vaccine has not been proven safe or effective, and I will not be taking and or recommending it because there is no safe vaccine, period. My name is Moritz von der Borch. I'm working as a journalist in science and medicine, and I'm from Germany. Do not take this vaccine. This vaccine is dangerous. This pandemic is a fraud. My name is Amphid Lafayne. I'm a medical doctor from Belgium, specialized in chronic infectious diseases such as Lyme, Epstein-Barr, molds, etc. A COVID-19 vaccine is not proven safe nor effective. And I think it's unacceptable that all liabilities have been waived for the companies that are producing it. If pharma doesn't take responsibility for the products they make, how can they expect doctors to inject them to their patients without doubt of doing harm? More and more, we see that this is really not a medical pandemic. The measures for Corona cause far more collateral damage than the virus causes itself. Worldwide, we see that the numbers of cases are falsely presented in order to drive the population to obedient behavior and to vaccination. So please be critical, do your own research and don't let the media manipulate you. I think it's time to react, time to stand up for your freedom, for the future of your children. Don't give in to anxiety, to polarization, to governmental control and to restriction of your freedom, all under the false pretext of a virus, because that's what's happening. Hi, this is Dr. Tom Cowan, and I just want to remind people that we have to remember that health does not come from the injection of toxins into our bodies, but rather from deciding what it means to be human and pursuing that with all your heart. I'm Dr. Kevin Corbett, a retired registered nurse and health scientist in the United Kingdom. The COVID vaccines are not proven safe or effective. COVID is not a real medical epidemic. The vaccines use synthetic products that will alter your genes, allow monitoring of your vaccination status, and produce dangerous chemical reactions. Scientists are therefore demanding that all COVID vaccinations be immediately stopped. The real epidemic is fear and hysteria. It started in China and quickly spread via the World Health Organization. The hysteria was accelerated by corporations who gained financially through selling fast-tracked, flawed medical tests, toxic antiviral drugs, and now unproven and potentially dangerous vaccines. Standard precautions, which normally protect the public, have been disregarded due to ignorance, hysteria, and profits. For example, the vaccines have not undergone proper phase three tests. The COVID test, the PCR, is fatally flawed. It was never examined in the standard way by the United Kingdom National Health Service, and it should never have been used on sick people or those with no symptoms. You can read about the flaws in the PCR test at www 
CormanDrostenReview.com. My name is Dr. Carrie Made. I am an internal medicine physician from the United States of America. I've owned my own clinic and I've been medical director of two different clinics, as well as being an attending physician for medical students over the last 19 years. I'm here to tell you that there is no worldwide pandemic for COVID-19. We're using testing mechanisms called PCR that have never been indicated or created to diagnose any infection. This is not the way we should be diagnosing. In addition, hospitals and doctors are getting financial incentives to diagnose COVID-19. On top of that, we have multiple lab errors happening around the world over and over, indicating more false positives. On top of that, I am here to tell you that I will not take the COVID-19 vaccine and I will not recommend the COVID-19 vaccine for any of my patients. This vaccine is experimental on the human race because they are proposing to use modified messenger RNA or modified DNA synthetic to the human body. This is the first time ever this will ever be launched on the human race. We don't know what, what could happen to us. In addition, they're proposing to use nanolipid technology or nanotechnology and the human race as well. There are so many different awful things that can happen to us and we need to investigate this before we go forward. This is my alarm call to the world. My name is Dr. Bear Lando and I've treated many vaccine damaged children due to the lack of proper testing and the spurious conditions surrounding the alleged pandemic I would highly caution anyone considering taking the COVID-19 vaccine. I am Kate Shemarani, natural nurse in a toxic world. Do I believe there is a pandemic? Absolutely not. There's no evidence of that. Do I believe that COVID-19 exists? Absolutely not. It has never been proven. Do I believe that the population need this new COVID-19 dangerous vaccine that's not had the safety trials done? and it hasn't ever been done before? Absolutely not, no one needs it. Do I believe that our government should be arrested for possibly genocide? Absolutely. My name's Sandy oh. Luna, retired pharmacist and I live in Norway. The COVID-19 vaccines are not proven safe or effective. I'll focus on just two safety issues. The vaccines carry the risk of immune enhancement instead of Protecting against infection, the vaccine can actually make the disease worse when a vaccinated person is infected with the virus. Secondly, in the UK, the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency has made an urgent request. Quote, the MHRA urgently seeks an artificial intelligence software tool to process the expected high volume of COVID-19 vaccine adverse drug reactions. Mitt namn är Boris Dragin och jag är diplomerad akupunktör från Göteborg. Jag har drivit en privat komplementärmedicinsk klinik i över 40 år. Denna så kallade covid-pandemi är inte en riktig pandemi. Detta är ett globalt angrepp mot våra mänskliga rättigheter, vår frihet och våra samhällen. 
man måste vara spritsprångande galen för att acceptera ett otestat experimentellt vaccin som kommer från en kriminell tillverkare som rusar igenom säkerhetsfasen och profiterar enormt genom att pressa folk att ta det. Tror du verkligen att det finns ett försäkringsbolag någonstans i världen som skulle våga försäkra ett sådant vaccin? Låt våra ledare och alla förespråkare av det här rävgiftet ta det. Hello everybody, my name is Chadrubas. I come from Poland. I work as an internist in Germany, currently as honorarats. I strongly disagree to getting vaccinated with this experimental preparation called the Corona vaccine. Firstly, each and every new vaccine has to undergo a period of clinical trials, which is at least five years. Secondly, why should I expose my body to something unknown due to the virus, which mortality rate is similar to that of seasonal influenza virus? The COVID-19 vaccine is not proven safe or effective. This is not a real medical pandemic. I want you to remember that each one of you, every single one of you, independently is a beacon of light for those around you. So set the example, stand up, continue to fight, continue to speak out, especially for your children. Let your children see what it means to be free. Allow your children to witness your heroism and that you are willing to stand up and do what's right, regardless of what's going on around you. Ce n'est pas le principe du vaccin le problème aujourd'hui. Le problème, c'est qu'on essaye de nous faire croire qu'il a été possible en moins d'un an de développer de nouveaux vaccins contre une nouvelle maladie en utilisant en plus dans certains cas de nouvelles technologies adjuvantes et ce à très très large échelle. Donc ce ne va pas être une population ciblée qui va être vaccinée, ça va être à peu près tout ce qui peut être vacciné sur Terre. Or, toute personne qui a travaillé dans le vaccin sait qu'on a besoin de temps pour pouvoir collecter suffisamment de données pour assurer l'efficacité et la sécurité d'un vaccin et en comprendre les tenants et les aboutissants. For the better part of a century, vaccination has relied on corrupt science, propaganda and systemic suppression of true informed consent. With the COVID vaccine, we reach an inflection point where the truth is available for all to see. Will you trust GMO, pharmaceutical, and 5G subsidizing eugenicist technocrats with your health? Or will you see through their claims to a transhumanist agenda that aims to dispossess you of trust in your body, of any agency around your own life, and even of the fabric of your own humanity? Vaccination is penetration of the body, mind, and spirit by the state. The COVID-19 vaccine is not proven safe or effective. This is not a real medical pandemic. My name is Constantine Pavlidis, and I'm a professor of cognitive science, a biomedical researcher, and an integrated healthcare practitioner in London. I feel that the COVID-19 virus is not a real medical pandemic, and for this reason, the vaccine that is being produced is not proven safe or effective because there are four stages. The latent asymptomatic stage, the developmental stage where there's a manifestation of symptoms, the virus convinces the T cells that it's not an invader and then it hacks into the immune system. And finally, the fourth stage is the decline of the virus's 
presence where it is undetectable by any test and it's not present in the body liquids. The viral DNA becomes a part of the DNA's host immune cells. So for this reason, no COVID tests are truly accurate and no produced vaccine could be accurate as it tricks the immune system into reacting as if there is a real viral attack, where this triggers monocytes in the attempt to access the immune memory cells. These actions appear as viral symptoms, for example, chronic fatigue, muscular contractions, or mental health disorders, ranging from depression to suicidal tendencies. And all of these are, in fact, side effects of the vaccine's influence. Know that when they develop this, it's under the umbrella of the 2005 PREP Act. They have complete liability protection. You can't sue them and you have no recourse if this vaccine harms you. They have been trying to develop a coronavirus vaccine since 2002, since we had SARS. And every animal study that they've done, particularly the ferrets, the ferret study, which the ferret's immune system most uh, mimics the uh, human adult immune system, ferret studies, rabbits and uh, rat studies, all the animals ended up with a paradoxical immune response in which the antibody levels that were very high actually accelerated the infection, made it much worse and allowed the pieces of the virus to go inside of the cell and be incorporated into the DNA of the recipient of that vaccine by a process called transduction. That transduction irreversibly puts that snip of virus into your DNA and transforms your cells. Hello, I'm Santa de Poet. I'm a freelance journalist and I represent Children's Health Defense in Europe with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. We want to alert you to the fact that the current COVID vaccines are an experimental product based on the injection of genetic material into our cells. And the risk of using these new technologies on humans and the environment are unknown. While they could have irreversible consequences. In April, the Pandemic Accelerator Act of the European Union allowed vaccine producers to have a free pass for safety. And on July 15, the European Parliament agreed to remove the need of risk evaluation requested under the GMO regulations. That decision was made in 10 days. There were no scientific reports, no hearings in health commission, no debate and no amendments prior to this vote. So Children's Health Defense Europe has asked for the annulment of this decision in the European Court of Justice in Luxembourg. Please share this information as it is extremely important to understand that the current COVID vaccines are not proven safe. Our legislators have abandoned the principle of precaution by putting blind faith in a dangerous experiment. My name is Heiko Santelmann. I'm a German medical doctor, uh, now working in Norway. I have been working with general practice for 40 years doing research for 20 years, the last 10 years, especially on vaccines. I have to shout out that this is not a real medical pandemic. 
and the COVID-19 vaccine is not proven to be safe or effective. I agree with the British Medical Journal that the testing is not done honestly. The claimed 90% effect is really only 0.2% if you study the results. I wonder, why did Gates and his conspiracy terrorists spend billions to develop vaccines that can sterilize men, women, and even their unborn children? Uniform and forceful measures, medical measures, are unethical and cannot be implemented on a defenseless population, neither as tests nor as vaccines. Any medical intervention, testing, Treatment or vaccine can only implement it in an ethical and legal way based on an individual medical consideration, well-informed patient consent and clinical evidence of harmlessness beyond doubt. Thank you. My name is Mikael Nordfors. I'm a medical doctor from Sweden and I'm working with integrative medicine and uh, there is no pandemic and uh, the vaccine is neither safe nor effective and to give a untested vaccine to entire humanity and use them as guinea pigs is complete madness and nothing else and we must stop it now and it's even more madness to give it to children when children don't suffer from COVID-19 nobody died under the age of 15 in my country so far and then there's only side effects and risks and costs and that's a waste of money and waste of human life and safety so stop it now and i also bet that there will never be a vaccine as safe and effective as vitamin d that can reduce mortality between 50 and 95 percent depending on the level of vitamin d you have in your blood thank you very much Hello, I'm Elke de Kerk. I'm a medical doctor from the Netherlands. I have informed myself about the vaccine and I want to tell you about three things. First of all, this vaccine could be sterilizing women and girls. Secondly, this vaccine could cause a viral interference, a priming, uh, and then it can cause a cytokine storm, which is very dangerous for your health, for people. This has been seen in uh, humans and um, animals, animal testing with other coronavirus uh, vaccines. And then thirdly, this vaccine could change your genetic blueprint, your genetic code, your DNA forever, and we don't know what that's going to bring you. Thank you very much. Inform yourself, protect yourself, protect your children, and look it up. Thank you. Okay, folks, for the sake of those that are just listening, um, that would be more or less akin to dead air. So, um, anyway, what did you think, folks? Uh, I mean, how many <clears throat> how many real scientists and honest scientists and um, researchers does it take to convince somebody that this pandemic is not real, that uh, COVID is... Uh, not as dangerous as we thought it was. And, you know, the, the main element that I got out of this, uh, let me get back to here and we can get rid of that. Okay. The main element that I got out of it is, um, is fear. They're trying to instill fear into everybody. And then, you know, you, they say that um, hate is the opposite of love. 
Well, no, it's not. Fear is the opposite of love. And after a person fears, or when a person fears, they start to manifest hate, among other things. Okay? Uh, sometimes a person will manifest um, hope and, and and things like that, but usually they have to be um, very pretty uh, scripturally adept to do that and believe it in here, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, what comes from uh, fear is hate, suspicion, paranoia, um, all those things. And that's uh, yeah, not, not any good. And, and they're trying to do that. And one guy said that uh, they're trying to separate us. They're trying to make us fight. They're trying to make us uh, uh, distrustful of one another. And he said, if we could get together and, and uh, you know, one common mind about this, you know, we don't have to practice the same religion or, or, you know, be the same race or, or uh, ethnicity. But if we could just become of one mind in this case um, and grow together so that we could fight this, we could we could take over and, and win this really pretty quick, actually. Um, because once the fear is gone, they have nothing on us. They, they can't force us to do anything else. So um, I would ask you to consider that. Um, not only that, but um, that you would ask your loved ones, your uh, family and stuff to, to consider it also. And I also would would if you if you would be so wonderful to do this, take this show tonight and tell people about it. Um, tell people that they need to watch it, and that'll be very informative for them. Um, tell them that you know the the guy that hosts it um, made a few bumbling errors when he was reading, uh, but he's got a good heart, and um, that he just wants everybody to to know about the fraud and the. Um, the lies that are being perpetrated upon us uh, to take us over, basically. And uh, and I, I'm just hoping I'm going to send uh, actually send a copy of uh, what the doctor said to, to some family members that are telling me that they may be considering taking the, the, uh, the death jab. Um, I just want them to have all the information they're getting. See, people are getting all this information from Fauci. They're getting it from Biden. Uh, if you're listening to Biden, you got problems to begin with, but um, uh, they're getting it from the World Health Organization, the CDC. We're constantly being bombarded by all this stuff day in and day out uh, by the radio, the television, um, all different. Pl- <laughs> I'm kind of looking at like there's like a five second delay on the show. and <laughs> I look like I'm having a spaz attack with um, what I did, just did about 20 seconds ago. Anyway, um so let's get the word out. Let's see if we can grow together and, you know, and try to get rid of these bureaucrats, these ugly arcs and um, oligarchs, excuse me. I always say that wrong. Uh, technocrats and everybody else that are trying to, to turn us against each other and to make us fearful. And I don't like to quote Franklin Delano Roosevelt because I don't think he was a good man. Um, I understand why the, uh, why he said that he thought he was a good man, but, uh, uh, you know, Kennedy that is. And, uh, but I don't agree with him. Um, but he was right when he said, the only thing to fear is fear itself because fear leads to a whole bunch of things. So let's not fear. Okay. Let's have faith. Um, and let's believe that, you know, when we get together with one another and overcome the fear and overcome the hate and the, and the prejudice and everything else, and realize that 
the black guy is the same as the white guy and a Hispanic guy is the same as those two guys and, uh, you know, women too, you know, but let's realize that we have to grow together to get rid of this, this, um, this plight on the world. It's not just in the United States. It's a, it's a, it's a plague on the world. It's, uh, and the plague isn't the, uh, the supposed virus. The plague is the lies that are coming out to getting you and I to become fearful. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get ready to end here. We've almost we've been on an hour and 45 minutes close to that. I didn't mean to go that long, but hey, you know, and I got to get this ready to get on Rumble and everything else. So, um, hey, everybody, thank you for coming. Or if you're here listening, I doubt because it was an un, um, I didn't advertise the show, but um, you're going to listen or people are going to listen in the future, you know, starting in about 20, well, about an hour when it's up on Rumble. Um, but I just want to thank everybody. Uh, again, we love our audience. You guys are incredibly wonderful. And uh, just knowing that, you know, people listen to us and um, you may not agree with us, but you listen to us and uh, we can we can have a meeting of the mind, so to speak, um, no matter who we are, or what we are or, you know, what we believe um, is it's kind of neat. It's kind of awesome, actually. So, hey, have a blessed. Uh, let's see. It's Friday. So have a blessed weekend. Hey, to my Jewish friends, Shabbat Shalom, uh, because it is Shabbat. It happened at sundown tonight and we'll go to sundown tomorrow night. So. Um, this person, I'm going to relax tomorrow. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> um, it, nowadays, that's that's the the, the norm. But um, anyway, I, I'm babbling on again. So, folks, have a wonderful weekend. Uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face a shiny upon you. Be gracious unto you. May the Lord give you peace. Our Lord's name is Yahweh, and the name of our Savior is Yeshua, which means salvation. Um all who go to the end will be saved. Um, so, and we're saved through the name of salvation, Yeshua. So anyway, be blessed and uh, we'll see you definitely on Monday night. And if I have the unction to do another show tomorrow or Sunday night, I will. And uh, anyway, it's been fun. God bless. Good night.